Episode 53, Prayer Must Be the Crown of All. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Welcome back, everybody. It's great to be back. We, it's been a few weeks again. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, a little under the weather for a while, and we're trying to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then before being under the weather, there were just some extra personal things that have been going on, mm-hmm. and we weren't able to get to our podcast over the weekend. Yeah, so um, we're going to wrap up our study of uh, Cotton Mather's A Family Well-Ordered, and we're going to talk about uh, how prayer must be a crown of all. So that title kind of sums up this section of how much prayer is important. He um, kind of opens it up with First um, Chronicles twenty nine nineteen, and it says, Lord, give unto my son a perfect heart and to keep thy commandments. And then he s- continues to say, Parents, make such a prayer for your children. Lord, give unto my child a new heart, a clean heart, a soft heart, and a heart after thy own heart. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, he, he focuses on the the individuality of prayer is and he he says that prayer for salvation and say pray for the salvation of your children and carry the names of every one of them every day before the lord with prayers with prayers the cries whereof shall pierce the very heavens job 1 5 states um he offered accordingly to the number of his children thus job did continually i think it could be easy sometimes for parents to maybe Pray for one specific child if there are concerns that have arisen and the others mm. just kind of get set by the wayside in prayer. Or it could be easy to just kind of clump them all together. Mm-hmm. But it is important to pray for them individually daily throughout the mm-hmm. day because every individual is susceptible to temptations mm-hmm. or um, needing areas to grow and mature in and to have the Lord strengthen them in those areas. Yeah. So I like that he emphasizes the importance of focusing on the individuality of the child. Mm-hmm. So Cotton Mather continued to say, address heaven with daily prayers that God would make your children the temples of his spirit the vessels of his glory, and the care of his holy angels. Address the Lord Jesus Christ with prayers like those of old, that all the maladies upon the souls of your children may be cured, and that the evil one may have no possession of them. And I think that that comes around to, you know, duty is ours, but the results are up to God. Mm -hmm. We do what we can to show them God's love and care and highlight God's provision for our families and us as individuals, but ultimately our children have their own choices to make. Mm -hmm. But um, even so, it it is important that we pray for them. So he also uh, just um, talks about the importance of having just prayer throughout the day. He says, Lord, let this child be thy servant forever. And that was a prayer that he mentioned and how important that is. And he says, remember the words of the Lord in Luke 18.1, men ought always to pray and not to faint. I was curious what Matthew Henry's commentary had to say about Luke 18.1, so I looked that up and I'll share that here. I know that 
I had a friend that wasn't sure not too long ago about what it meant to pray throughout the day. And so I directed her toward Matthew Henry's commentary and that she found that helpful. So for those who may not be sure what that's like, Matthew Henry said that in Luke 18, we have the, we have the parable of the widow designed to teach us fervency in prayer. And then he continued to say, this parable has its key hanging at the door. The drift and design of it are prefixed. Christ spoke it with this intent to teach us that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Verse 1 supposes that all God's people are praying people. All God's children keep up both a constant and occasional correspondence with him. Send to him statedly and upon every emergency. It is our privilege and honor that we may pray. It's our duty. We ought to pray. We sin if we neglect it. It is to be our constant work. We ought always to pray. It is that which the duty of every day requires. We must pray and never grow weary of praying, nor think of leaving it off till it comes to be swallowed up in everlasting praise. But that which seems particularly designed here is to teach us constancy and perseverance in our requests for some spiritual mercies that we are in pursuit of, relating either to ourselves or to the Church of God. When we are praying for strength against our spiritual enemies, our lusts and corruptions, which are our worst enemies, we must continue instant in prayer, must pray and not faint, for we shall not seek God's face in vain. So we must likewise in our prayers for the deliverance of the people of God out of the hands of their persecutors and oppressors. Taking note that both Matthew Henry and Cotton Mather are addressing the internal qualities with prayer. They're highlighting mm-hmm. the needs for praying specifically about the soul. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because how many times, you know, would you pray for, you know, things to happen externally? Mm-hmm. Right. There's got to be that internal cleansing of the individual. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think also that we've talked before about how God uses our children to teach us some things. Mm-hmm. And so even just when, as we pray for our children, there might be some lessons that come along for us mm-hmm. in answer to those prayers. Yes. So that's something to look forward to and mm-hmm. to keep an eye out for daily. As it goes and kind of ask the question of the reader, is this all to be done? And I said, there is more. He says, he states, uh, parents pray with your children as well as for them. Family prayer must be maintained by all those parents who would not have their children miss salvation. And he also says that, man, your family is a pagan family as if it is a prayerless family. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, there's always that temptation or that um, busy day where you don't get to prayer, get to the family prayer. And at least, you know, for me. And then, uh, yeah, that's definitely an ouch. And then he goes on um, and goes on and says, But besides your family prayers, O parents, why should you not now and then take one capable child after another alone before the Lord, carry the child with you into your secret chambers, make the child kneel down by you while you present it unto the Lord? And uh, he says, The child will never forget what you do. It will have a marvelous force upon them. Yeah, he highlights how it's okay to go ahead and let your children hear 
your groans and, and see your tears before the Lord and witness the agonies wherewith you're travailing for the salvation of them or others. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't thought to to um, incorporate the, our children into private prayer time like mm-hmm. that with me. Um, not one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We have our family prayer time and well, I have no problems with crying in front of my family, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when there are things worth crying over and praying about. So I know they're all accustomed to that, but, at, you know, and then also when reading um, through D.L. Moody's stories mm-hmm. for children, I lose it during those two. And just having the discussions with the importance of coming to know the Lord and accepting him as their savior. So they are accustomed to that as mm-hmm. a family unit, but not one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing ever, uh, considered as well because we do our family prayer time and then, um, our own prayer time, mm-hmm. but how are they to learn and observe private prayer time when they don't have an example? And he also states that, um, let it be remembered that the fathers are not the only parents obliged thus to pursue the salvation of their children. You who are mothers have more than a little to do for the souls of your children, and you have opportunity to do more than a little. Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and Eunice, the mother of Timothy, greatly contributed unto the salvation of their famous and worthy sons. God has commanded children, forsake not the law of thy mother. Then a mother must give the law of God unto them. It's said of the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 that she looks well to the ways of her household. Then a virtuous mother looks well to the ways of her children. Your children may say, In sin did my mother conceive me. Oh, then let mothers do what they can to save their children out of sin. And especially mothers, travail for your children over again with your earnest prayers for their salvation until it may be said unto you, as it was unto Monica, the mother of Augustine, concerning him. It is impossible that your child should perish after you have employed so many prayers and tears for his salvation. Now may God give good success to these poor endeavors. So that wraps up our uh, study of the Family Well-Ordered by Cottonmouther. It's a really good little booklet, Mm -hmm. and the next section addresses the duties of children to their parents and Perhaps we'll go through that in the future, mm-hmm. but we have other things on our list to cover with you all. So, yeah, we look forward to sharing with you again. We hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Take care, everybody. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory.